0: Ready to begin? All right, well first, before we learn, let's um, do our usual, just sort of check-in and celebrations and how is everybody? What's been going on this week? Where are you?
1: I've been doing pretty good. I made it my goal. I met with life coach Laura <laughs> um, on Monday and then I made it my goal to have at least five minutes of fun every day and I have met and exceeded my goal so that feels good good i just made a new friend yesterday um her name is laura smith and she we have a lot of people in common and we connected over facebook and we just have all these different intersections and um she is kind of representative of this social justice appalachian mm-hmm. community person that's in Greensboro now and works and in Winston-Salem. And then we also may have some work crossover because she works at the Mary reynolds Babcock Foundation. And I'm very excited about my a friend of mine who's 88 years old, her name's Helen Lewis, and she's kind of like the grandmother of Appalachian Studies. And Ryan Eller in town, um, his dad uh, is an Appalachian Bay Appalachian Studies. Ella, and um, he and I met through Storyline, and we're trying to get Helen to come down, who just, uh, she and another friend of mine created a a book of her writings that was recently published, so we're going to get them to come and do a book reading, and that feels really good. That's cool. That's That's great. great. Yeah. I feel like a little off-center in some ways, but...
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you
1: for listening.
0: Who's
3: next? I've had kind of an odd week. Off-center is a really good description of it because I haven't had appointments scheduled and um, I've just been in the space of um, reading and um, you know, continuing on this quest and this sort of spiritual journey and what I've listened to tons of interviews of mm-hmm. Anita Morjani to, to get the pieces that aren't in the book. That's been interesting and fun, and um, that's mainly what it's been. And Then um, last night, I was thinking, how oh, am I going to read my chapters? I was telling Laura yesterday, I've got this thing going on where I can't find anything. Mm-hmm. I can't find some of my clothes. I can't. Couldn't go to yoga class Monday because I couldn't find any pants to wear. I, couldn't, I just had them on the day before. I was looking and couldn't figure out what happened to them. That kind of thing's been going on. So I just really got spacey and it stayed with me most of the week. So I don't know what that's about, but hopefully whatever it was is
0: going to bring some things to fruition. Well, we're apparently having a lot of major solar flares right now. I, and I know like, like that's about as much as I know about it, but apparently it's affecting people um, in various ways. So that's it may be hard. And supermoon tomorrow night. And supermoon, yeah. I'm super moon.
2: It's the moon is the closest to being the earth all year, so it's a full moon tomorrow night, so it's gonna be big or and it's also the Scorpio moon, so it's that dark emotional energy kinda so.
3: How many days does that go? Well,
2: just the Bolar flares, supermoon, wonky. Okay. I guess I'm getting ready
0: for
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I am feeling off center as well, but uh, it's it's been an interesting week. There's just been a lot of stuff going on. Um, Laura kinda of knows the start of the week and because we met on Monday and then it's it's improved since now, which has been good. But I, uh, I have a second article published in Skirt Magazine, which I actually didn't know was going to happen. Yay. So I got home yesterday, and they were laying on the front steps. I'm like, holy crap, they're going to publish that other article I submitted And So that's like, it's great, and then it's a lot of additional money, which is awesome. And then I had a bunch of money coming in and from unexpected places. that has been a really nice surprise. And um, I was out last night, you know, there's Press 53 here in town. There's so what? Press 53, it's a publisher here in town They publish short stories and do you know Kevin Morgan Watson? I don't,
0: in... I don't, I know of him. Yeah,
2: yeah. he's a super nice guy and he's just really generous and helpful and so I went last night and um, had this this anniversary celebration. So all these writers were there and this guy named Kurt Reinheimer who publishes the Roanoke magazine, which I grew up reading in Roanoke. He was there and I've never met him and I was all starstruck. I'm like Kurt Reinheimer, I've been reading your magazine since I was eight and he was like, oh I'm so old and we had this nice conversation about it. <laughs> Um, And I just really so much enjoy being around people who are really creative and sort of daring with their art, which is how I felt at River Runs. It was kind of a memory of that, and I just just want a lot more of this. I want more around people like this. And then I want a book by a guy named John L. who's married to Rosemary Harris. He's the actress here in town. He played Spider-Man's aunt. Rosemary
3: Harris is married to Eileen. Yes, Not L, John Ely. He yeah. wrote
2: Trail of Tears. Yes. Well, I won one of his books, and I so know. I was talking to Kevin about it. And he said, "You know, I bet I could set up a lunch, and we could go to lunch with them." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And that's just how my life feels right now. Like these things just keep these gifts keep dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping, and, dropping. and it's weird. And Winston has been like that for me in general since I moved back, but the past like month it's just accelerated. It's been ridiculous. So I went home last night. I was all giddy and high. Anyway, so it's been a good week. I just, I like this feeling of, right, I'm in it. Like, I'm in the flow, and things are happening, and I'm going to work really hard at it. And it's nice to Yay. Yay. Very
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's jump right into the video, then, since we're on. Brand news, and like a lot.
3: Um, but as I look at myself over time, I haven't started this big. And you get what you start with. If you don't start, if you want long-term like I do, that's important to me, um, then I need to start differently. Because when you don't start big, people go on what they know, Mm -hmm. and it's little, it's tiny, and they're through quickly. Um, Because all they came with usually is a problem, a problem, not a life. It's a life of their dreams. So, I know this sounds grandiose and I'm getting it totally because this is what I want my coaching to be. Mm -hmm. I think I was telling y'all the people I've worked with long term over several years, and they're in a group, um, they talk continually about how different they are. Mm -hmm. And so I get that if I set up a bigger picture in the beginning with clients, then they'll get the possibility, closer to the possibility of that. And if they don't want that, they're probably not a great client for me. And I have to have the courage to give that up. And, of course, that's giving up money when you do that. Mm-hmm. You're living. But it's not fair. Mm-hmm. And I really get what they mean about, not, about losing faith in the person. Mm-hmm. It's no fun working with somebody you can't just adore
0: being with. Yeah, I was going to say that I've had people through the years where it's like, well, oh, I could really help them and... And you know, they're fine and and it's so different. I mean, it's like every single client I have right now, I'm just like, Oh, I just love this. It's, 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 it's really <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where it's such a pleasure to get to be with you and to get to you know, it just makes me feel like I have like the best job in the world. Where that's a totally different feeling than it's somebody where it's like, Well, yeah, I could probably help them and I could use the money and yeah, they're fine. But you don't Have that, like, hmm. And I think that impacts, too, that what you bring to them. You can't help but, and again, it's that, you know, it's that um, triangle. It's the, you know, it impacts the coaching relationship. And that's where the power is, is in the coaching relationship. And so even if you're doing your best, you know, work for them or whatever, they're not going to get out of it. The same as when you go into it like this with this real you know affection and commitment to them and starting off really big. And I mean I'm I'm totally with you, Penny, that I'm really and have the newest client I had, I did, we spent about two hours the first time and really started big. And I had never ever said before that whole thing about. You know, I want this to be a really important relationship. I didn't say, I'm going to know you better than your spouse yeah. kind of thing. I think that's not quite what I wanted to say. Yeah. But to say, I want, that this is a really important relationship that if you go into it like that and you accept it as that and you take it on as that, this is going to make a huge impact on your life. And, you know, I re- and part of part of what gave me the courage to say that was I knew that she was someone who wouldn't think that was weird and who could really hear that and take that on. Um, but then I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to say that to everybody now. Whether, and, of course, if they, if they can't do that, that's not who I want to be working with. Mm-hmm. But to say, I really want you to not just be like, well, this is just something that I do. You know, this is the hour out of my week that I go and talk about this. I want you to take this on as, like, Really important relationship in your life that's going to change your life, mm-hmm. and to come, you know, for us both to come to it like that, and it's just been like, it's, it's been awesome. awesome. So
3: I've known also of somebody who Dave um, Fire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a friend of mine, who who was there for specific reasons, and um, and she couldn't deliver on what he was asking, and he said, well. I mean, to not be coaching you mm-hmm. until uh, you're ready to focus on this issue that you said you came for.
2: I think what's coming up for me as y'all were talking, um, it's very I feel like reflective of what's happening in my life in general, and I, I think it's, I agree with everything you're saying, and it's, it's even bigger, it's sort of a parallel process, like if this is what we expect from have to demonstrate it mm-hmm. and I think yes. um, yeah I think for me so for example yesterday I was driving to my little corporate training gig which I have two right now one's with the city which is like really hard and one's with med cost and I have like 10 people they are super motivated and it's awesome but it still feels a little bit small for me mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where I like it enough it's earning me some income I'm going to keep it for a while longer I know I'm outgrowing it but I'm cool with it for now I'm kind of in that place with it so I was driving to it, and I kept hitting red lights all the way there. And I was like, oh, look, a red light. I'm just paying attention to this. And I think what I'm realizing is that, you know, you said you, you lose money, you lose a living. But I think you lose the money, but you don't lose the living. You gain a living. Because it's a Very sense good. of like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I might lose 90 bucks or whatever. But I, I am not going to date someone I'm not crazy about. I'm not going to live in an apartment that I don't like. I'm not gonna spend time with people I don't enjoy. And I want my work to just light me up. And yeah. I think my resistance to calling myself a coach for a long time has been, I don't wanna work with like whiny people. So why even put myself out there? So what I've been writing on my head and I'm starting to write on paper and I'm gonna put on my website is, this is who I will not work with. This is who I will work with, this is who I won't. And I'm gonna say on my website, if you are semi-motivated, if you have a significant mental health issue, If you're not sure you want change, if blah, 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 if you're not willing to commit, I don't want to work with you. Mm -hmm. There's other people that will, but it's not going to be me. But if you have these things, give me a call and let's make this thing happen. And I just feel like, damn it! It's like, you're right to step up and say, this is what I want and what I don't. And if it's not cool for you, that's fine.
0: Yeah. like Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
2: And you know, Cindy, the
3: other important thing that I heard you saying is that I'm... I'm not asking my clients to do anything that I'm not doing.
2: Exactly.
3: And so I'm going to lead the way by creating this fabulous life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Kaboom. Penny
2: power. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. All Right. You no <laughs> penny. <Yeah. laughs> no,
3: I, know I am the penny worth millions. You That's are right. the penny yeah. worth
2: millions.
0: I love that. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think... When you, it's that whole, you know, getting what you put out there kind of circular thing. And when you're saying, these are all the only kind of people that I want to be with, then then you start getting the only kind of people that you want to be with. And it's, you know, it's the, the spirals going up instead of somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe this is. This is juicy. Mm-hmm. juicy. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked to, to pause before we go into this because it's good. It's really juicy. Discussion.
2: And I think uh, I'm a little gender piece that I always have to go there at some point, but I think as women, like I watched Dave say that, and I'm like, men just do this so easily, but they just wake up entitled to say, "Here's exactly what I want." You know, like they come out of the womb entitled to that, and we have to spend half a lifetime getting there, saying, mm-hmm. "You know, this is what I'm entitled to." it's not a spoiled rant entitlement. It's just saying, you know, I have a right to say what I want and don't want. That's yeah. Fine. You know? And you know what's
0: interesting is Dave grew up with four sisters, and he has four daughters. And so he has actually spoken to this that, I mean, he doesn't say it a lot, but I have heard him say this, that that's a piece of where he's coming from is he realizes that women have not been given a fair shake or whatever. And then he wants to teach them how to, and men too, but to really, you know, empower women to ask for what they want and feel like it's okay to do that. And that putting yourself first is absolutely an okay thing to do. In fact, it's the best thing in the world. You know, you can contribute the most to the world when you put yourself first. And um, so anyway, side, sidebar. Here, but yeah. Woo! That's right. All right. we ready to... See an observed coaching? Yeah. Okay. Were you about to say something?
1: I'm just tired.
0: Okay. You look like some. Um one of the things that I wanted to just sort of say something about before we have more open discussion is that the woman near the end was saying, "Oh, you know, I coach Janice or whoever and she coaches me." Um it's not that that's inherently wrong or a bad idea but that's not something i would recommend doing at the beginning and and to do at all with caution but it's it's hard to maintain the the distance and the objectivity when you're or harder to do that and again it's not that it's
3: you have to be clear about which conversation you're in yeah because i I did that for about two and a half years. Yeah, and it was very successful. And you have to always remember which conversation you're in, right? And not be bleeding into other conversations.
0: Makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah.
1: You're saying for people to crop to only be the coach for each other back and forth. Or just say yeah.
0: So if I coach you and then you coach me and then we did that as a trade, right. that's probably not the best idea early on. And you could make it work, and Penny had an experience where she made it work. Um, and we which, might have
3: been bleeding across. I mean, I don't know. I was so young at it then. But. Yeah.
0: Well, and, uh, but a possible way to um, to get around that is to add a third person in. And that's right. what I first did when I was coming out of school is that, and in fact, she's still my coach. I pay her now. But uh, Mary coached me. I coached April. April coached Mary. And then that way we all got coaching, but not from the person who was coaching us.
3: Right. That's how we started. And then Rochelle and I were the only ones left. Can't even remember who the third person was. Yeah. And so we just traded coaching after that.
0: Yeah. Um, so anything that you want to say about what we um, that we saw today before we sort of talk about Chapter 2? Okay. Okay
1: feel like I have to do some sort of energetic clearing because I have a difficult time feeling like he's being sincere like when he was coaching Martha and he's like wow this is great like normally I only have one idea look at all these ideas and like all this detail and I was like I don't, I don't want to come off sounding so there's something that I'm getting hooked on which means that I have to look at it within myself see where I think that you know that's in me and resolve to forgive whatever part of myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like... All that damn work. Yeah, and then there's just, you know, so I noticed that I get a little tripped up on that. I just have to yeah. acknowledge that. And it's it may have n- absolutely nothing to do with his actual sincerity or not. Yeah, he's opinion. a pretty
0: enthusiastic... I mean, that's sort of the way he is mm-hmm. in general. Um, but I can, you know... It, I'm very glad that he said it at the beginning, this is not for you to learn to coach like him. It's for you to learn to coach like you. And obviously, if you f- feel like, although you're being sincere, that it may sound insincere, then, you know, honor, I would honor that. And express your enthusiasm in a way that feels authentic and that you think
2: feels authentic to the client. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not that level of enthusiastic. And I know I, I kind of have the same experience where I feel like um, I get a little bit hooked, too. And I, I kind of I go, it feels like i kind of come up. And I think the peace in me is just recognizing that I'm, I'm just not that freaky. I'm <laughs> just not, you know, and that's awful, but I, I feel like good, so. Mm-hmm.
3: I think that Dave is kind of a type A personality he's worked so much on his life that that's how his life is. That degree of enthusiasm and more is what his life is. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. you know, he'll talk about creating daily bliss. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I do, daily bliss, that's a really high level of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And he does that. I mean, he, all these things he teaches, he does, like we said, for himself first. And I'm Sure, that's part of why you're picking up on it, because he's functioning at that level. And for him, it isn't. It's just who he is. But I can remember watching these tapes for the first time, too, before I got to know him. Now I relate to it totally differently. A lot of people that were in the group I was in thought
0: he was really dorky. So, here is um, examples, and I gave Penny hers yesterday, of coaching agreements that I have used, and you notice, with neither one of you did I go, you know, did I pull those out, but, um, yeah, yeah. well, and some of it is to to help you get to know um, someone that, you know, that, that you don't know that well, and to be able to have their contact information, and to be able to have um, you know, sort of be sure that they're agreeing that they that they sort of know the deal, kind of thing. And um, and with you, and actually with this this new client that I just started with, that I spent the two hours, you know, I went over some of that stuff in the initial two hours, but I didn't actually pull out the form and have her sign it. Um, and, you know, so, again, there's no right way to do it. It's not that you must have some sort of formal forms that you have people sign. But you do want to know how to get a hold of people, and you do want to know how to um, have come to an agreement about if you're meeting by phone, who's calling who, and if somebody has to reschedule, what that's going to look like. And um, early on, I had people who... Again, in part because they were like, you know, people who were okay, and I hadn't done much of a big beginning, um, who would come late, or they just would miss a call. And I was getting really frustrated with that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I put the thing in there about, you know, if you just miss a call, you're going to have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And after I put that in there, I never had it happen again. So it was sort of like sending a message, yeah. even though it's it was... very
3: clear for me.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so those are just some possibilities. Uh, was there anything in particular? I have some notes and some things through the book to, to talk about, but was there anything in particular that you had a question about or um, wanted to know more about from Chapter 2? Let me take
2: a minute and flip through, okay. I'm going to answer that question it's
1: Mm -hmm. I I was so happy to get that. I was like, this is what I want. I want some how-tos and like a reference that I can go to. Because all the other stuff, and I don't know if it's because I, you know, started with the Falling Awake book or a lot of the stuff that we've discussed feels kind of intuitive on some level. Or like, you know, it's like helpful to see the powerful speaking, diagram, like I just really enjoy having things to reference, and Mm -hmm. so chapter two for me felt very um, affirming to have that in there and felt very useful, Mm -hmm. and kind of like I was like, yeah, I'm not just reading this and then we're gonna, you know, hear a lot of the same information in class, like this is something that I can go back to and look at, and for the marketing what I realized because then I was like, I'm just gonna read the marketing
2: too.
1: good. Um, so I did that and That's I really awesome. want to be able to have some more resources mm-hmm. for that and to come up with a specific marketing plan. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead with this idea of starting my own business. Good.
3: Uh, Can you say that again a little more enthusiastically?
1: I'm just going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to start my own business. <laughs> going to do it. Awesome. I've been in a place of, you know, I'm not feeling sure. I haven't really done this before. I don't know what it's going to look like
2: and Oops, maybe there's
1: part good. of me that's still questioning a little bit but if you were to say I would pay you seventy to $150,000 a year, I mean uh, that feels so far-fetched to me but it ain't. Um to like help people and to heal folks, to be a solution, you know, to help them like create a safe space to offer solutions to what they're wanting to create in their life. And I've always had this sense, and I don't want to take up too much time from our discussion, but this is just coming out of me right now, that like, you know, I've gotten these messages of like, you know, work is life can be life is a struggle. Like all these different parts about life are a struggle and there's no free lunch and I heard it again this week. And like for me, it's just like, no, there is a free lunch and I wanna be able to offer it to people. And I also, I wanna be, I wanna be financially successful and all of these different components, but it's like, I, I really do wanna be a healer. I really, I want to do that. And I want to live the dream. And I feel like I have great potential to live the dream and I've been striving for that in a variety of different ways. People are like, well, you're just, you know, you gotta get a job, you can't you can't expect to find your dream, you know, you're just gonna have to do whatever. And then other people that are supportive in other ways, but there's just kind of this idea and it's like, no, I can I can create the dream. I've done it, it's disappeared, I can do it again and have some tools to help it sustain it more thoroughly and more Consistently. It's going to be happening. And sometimes I get impatient, but it's like, I just started taking a look at all this stuff real specifically in January when I did just, and we only had four sessions. I looked back and was like, Mm -hmm. five now. But just all the different things that have Mm -hmm. come from, you know, saying I want to be a healer and emails out to a variety of different people and this coming back and the new Elenihan class coming back. To me from that, and we're in process. It's not here, all here yet, but things are.
3: Hopefully, different. it'll never be all here. It'll always be coming. <laughs> yeah. Different parts
2: and <laughs> evolutions mm-hmm. of it. So, I like it anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. I like you're sitting in the power chair, too. You're like, oh, oh is that the power We got a back. <laughs>
3: two-hour session together any of us any, anybody who's interested about um, your recent discoveries about money mm-hmm. your recent conversations about money mm-hmm. your um, decisions about how you leave your life lead your life
0: mm-hmm.
3: I'd like to I'd like to participate in that All right let's do it because it would mean so much to me yeah yeah. And okay. I have an idea <laughs> around that, but that'll right. evolve a little
2: later. Yeah, my thing is, is evolving really rapidly for me. That's, it's nice because it's been very stuck for a very long time. So it's a good thing. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we can schedule in, you know, after class one day where we all bring lunch and then just stay for a little bit longer and continue or something like that. Does that appeal to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, yeah, I'd like to hear all this, too.
2: I will say a great book I'm reading is Lynn Twist's The of Money. Um, I've like
0: got it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Twice I've read it. And
3: she has been online. coached by Dave. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and she's case. a really good friend of Dave. They're, there. That's they're right. very close.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's, an awesome, that's an awesome book. That'll rock your world.
3: It will.
2: It yes. I've got it if you want to borrow it. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. to, yeah. That's one that I'll probably
0: bring over here. Yeah. 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 Where's my copy of that? But anyway. Yeah. Um, so did you find anything else that you...
2: You know what, um, I, this this was a good, I completely agree that my life, I live so much in the abstract and so much in the ideas and, and kind of the feeling of things and intuition of things. And so I find a lot of that kind of natural. It's the concrete stuff where I usually get like, oh, I'm make this happen. And so I, I really appreciate this too. And it was very, and I know you all sense this too, okay. but very similar to what we talk about in counseling when you're getting started in a counseling relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a nice review to go through all that. Um, I realize in my own experience, I vacillate between being really highly organized and having forms and being really highly unorganized and disorganized and not having any of that stuff. And so um, it's a nice nudge to at least get formal in my own structure, even, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, if I don't hand it to someone, right? at least in my own head, I have things kind of together. You know,
3: um, what a coach told me one time, she said, um, you know, you have this dream of all these clients. Have you got their folders ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I said, what? And what she meant by that was all these forms that you give out. and You know, get your folder ready. You can put their name on it when they come. But be prepared knowing that they're coming. And I have not done that in so long. You reminded me of that.
1: That's
3: hey, So I'm going to do that too. Look
1: at us. And that was another thing that I'd mentioned on our web on our Facebook page is that I really I want to get together a, a lit, uh, quality materials like values list. A friend of mine went to a life coach and she had like what she was just uh, tolerating in her life. Like wow. um, she like had to kind of fill that out, you know, and then um, that that. Dial, where it's like these are the different wheels. Yeah, wheel. I just
0: where did oh. that go? I just pulled that up. So I've
1: got a copy of a wheel somewhere. I don't have a PDF file of it, but I going to either start creating things or like pulling. So if you all have any resources, yes.
3: If You, you all can have... actually borrow that and just change the stuff at the top. It's in a, it's in a text box. Cool. If that's so, helpful.
1: And if there are things, I mean, it seems like there's sort of things, if I go through that falling awake PDF, that might be, I could, you know, because he's like, you do whatever with this. Mm That There could be a way to put some of those into some more quality materials. But if there are things that you all have that are able to be shared from a place of, you know, being able to use that in a different format.
3: One thing I would, I'm just going to say this and you can do what you want with it, but, um, there's a lot of coaches that look, use a lot of fancy-looking forms and stuff, and it legitimizes them. I wouldn't do that. Just mm-hmm. use it when you have something that you know is really pertinent. And then
1: that's why I want to have... Some
3: people don't know what to do if they don't have those forms. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I just want to have the quality. Like, I don't want... A, I don't feel like I need a bunch of stuff, or but I want to have some quality forms that get to, you know, some basic things, like yeah. people's values... The whole tolerating... Yeah, that's, that's awesome. One. I can
3: I teach can... them that essential self exercise. hmm That's a really great exercise so what, what that, what that we matters.
0: did in the, the first did. one.
3: Yeah,
1: oh, you did it. Would yeah, you? and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you? Yeah, I found yeah, I found my card recently. Supportive healer listener. Something.
0: And I'm sort of with Penny. I I think that there are. Times when assessments can be useful, and in general, I like to gather that information in what I consider a more organic way through conversation rather than saying, here, fill out this form. And yeah, I sort of am of the opinion whether it's based in fact or not that a lot of times people use those because they think that's what people expect and that it legitimizes them. Trainers mm-hmm. and developers are really bad Right, exactly. They, get, they
3: have this little notebook that's been yeah. professionally developed and those little sort of places you fill in the blanks and
2: I want to go... That's, that's my thing with training is yeah. I come in with this big epic notebook and I'm like, okay, now we're going to go on, go on. It feels so fake. So it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: and some people... Like you know, like that, or you know, some clients sort of like or expect that. I hope you've asked me, you know, after asking once. Well, because you know, I enjoy that?
1: that. Like as me as a person, I like that's a process that's helpful to me, and I think that um, so people are going to be coming at it from different angles. Yeah, and it's... y'all are like, well, you know, people use it to legitimate. I don't feel like that at all. That's why I'm like, I just want some quality materials that, you know, for some people, it's like, ooh, list. I get to make, like, another list, and I get to think about things, Mm -hmm. and it's a bit of homework that I can kind of do that's, like, you know, relevant to what the goal that we're wanting to to accomplish. Or I really enjoy that wheel as a starting point for people to, like, be able to kind of figure out where do things fall Mm on here, because it's a visual Thing for some of us yeah. who are visual, too, as opposed to some people are more auditory or whatever, but I kind of need to see things sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where I'm coming
3: from. I was just sort of yeah. reacting
1: like she was,
3: though, and I guess it's primarily from those training and development things, not so much from a yeah. coaching experience I've had. Training and development is all about forms. And-
2: well, when and they get so caught up in it when it, it stops being a natural flow of a process, when you're not allowed to share, when you're not allowed to be fully present, and you're just shortchanged and you're asked to fill in blanks. That, to me, it's like, there's no, there's no value in that to me. Like, let me talk about it. businesses pay speak. a lot of money for that They shit. do. They love that shit. And I have to, and I'll I'll see it, I'm sorry, I'm tangenting, I'll see it when I train, like, I'll see them kind of start glazing over, and then I stop, and I'm like, let's talk the soul of what this is. What is this really about? And when I do that, they catch reconnect yeah. yeah. But you have to
3: check that stuff. Uh, but I've known coaches uh-huh. who've come into one-to-one that coach that way,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, it would be interesting sometimes to coach somebody and to really utilize the Falling Awake book in the, in the process of coaching them, where they actually take on, because they're here, they take on this chapter and they do the exercises. I don't tend to teach a lot as I coach. So if somebody comes to a workshop of mine and I vacation them, it's like two different experiences.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and Megan, we didn't do this when I started with you, but I did do it with Cindy where I have sort of a structure that I coach people through at the beginning. And in the, that's my assessment. So what are your value? you know, what are you, what are you here for? Like what's your goal or what are you trying to get a, you know, what's important to you, what do you value, what do you believe in? Um... You know, what are your strengths? Looking at things like that, that's my my way of doing that. So there's definitely value. And I was thinking about, you know, in some ways, it's like, you know, I mean, you refer to your Enneagram number a lot. That's something that's helpful to you usually know. And I was thinking about, you know, how cool it would be if somebody just had an astrology reading or just had a numerology reading or, you know, and somebody could say, well, you know, that's all Like, how is that relevant? But if there's something like that, that helps people better understand how they are, or affirms, like, well, I do this this way, and, you know, that that's just the way it is, and now I'm moving in another direction or whatever. But that could absolutely be useful, but, yeah, because you're having a, then a discussion about it, what does it mean, how do you use it? That's always my thing with Myers-Briggs. It's like, okay, everybody knows what their little numbers are. And then they don't know what to do with that. And so it's like, well, what the hell was that for? Right. Where if you really learned how to really use that, it could be useful. Mm-hmm. But my experience with Myers-Briggs, we've never learned enough about that. So
1: I'm just like... And that's I'm excited to use the Enneagram. Like I realized recently I want to get trained in the Enneagram mm-hmm. so that I can have it be an effective part of my practice. And yeah, people. I mean, that's... Absolutely. Sandy introduced it to me and... And it is a working tool. I mean, once you know what type you are, and you've got the resources available, you can like. It's about awareness, and you can learn about your communications with other people, and where you might have um, some of the challenges. And it's like, well, that's that's you know part of their personality type, and that's yeah. part of the conflict. So it allows you to observe, and it's really yeah, like best And another thing that sort of sparked for me is when you've got clients, and I'm not sure if this is what you're communicating, but whatever's meaningful to them, like that's an opportunity to take that on and learn about it, Mm -hmm. to be able to like. So it's not like you have to become an expert, but if this is a way that people, you know, I don't know much about. I mean, I, I I enjoy astrology, but I don't really know what it means to be a tool, you know, all these different things, and. If that's relevant to the client, then I would, I guess,
3: research that a little bit and figure that out. I talked to a coach who, um, because I was telling her that a lot of people don't know a lot about career coaching. And she says, well, I don't either. She says, but I do know some great resources and books. And I tell them, go buy this book and do these things. So she doesn't even pretend to to go learn those things so that she can do it. She Mm -hmm. just tells them to go do that and come back tell her, mm-hmm. faith, tell her. I thought, oh, okay, because you have this feeling like when you're a coach, you're supposed to know how to do all these things, and you know,
0: it's funny. Well, another thing that's sort of a, um, a tool that you can decide to use or not is the um, coaching prep form, which is, is in the book, and we use that in one-to-one. Um, and I have used that with clients, and I'm just to the point where I'm not really using that. And again, it may be that it's those clients that I tried to use it with were not the right clients. And so I was just like, well, this is just like one more thing for me to keep track of and nag them about and be disappointed when they don't do it, and blah, 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 blah. But, um, but I think when you have people who, you know, are the people you really want to be working with, and again, that, that may not work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it certainly is good to have uh, some way to encourage people to really come prepared to the session mm-hmm. so that they're not like, well, I'm not really but sure what, what not I'm bad. going to do. Not really, because the people I've been working with lately come really prepared because they're like, you know, they they understand how to use the process.
2: We know what we want. So, yeah. But we know that we know we want something. <laughs> <At the least. laughs> and it
0: you know, and it doesn't have to be I mean sometimes when I get ready to do my coaching sessions, I'm like ten minutes before, like, what are we gonna talk about today? But there's always something that comes up. And I think if you know, when you're working with people who know how to look inside and you know, know how to do that, that they're far enough along that they can do that, you can sort of skate by if I had somebody who consistently showed up and was like, well, I don't know what I want to do today. I don't know, like, and then looking at me. Um, and not that if that happened once, that you know, or twice, that that would be necessarily a problem. Because, again, they, you know, Dave really recommends that you have some thoughts and ideas you're looking back through old notes of sort of what they said they wanted at the beginning. So that's not, again, not inherently wrong. But if you had somebody consistently show up, like, you know, I don't really know why I'm here. That's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one of those things where you know, I think I think that's a great tool because it helps people be self-reflective. But they could do it the night before and send it to you, or they could, you know, just do bring it. Bring it to the session. I've had with one-to-one clients sometimes had them just bring it to the session, mm-hmm. but they filled it out literally five minutes before they got on the call. But that was enough to get them present to those things, and so I was like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I wanted to just cover briefly was taking notes that he talked about. I mean, y'all know that I type and uh, try to record as much of what you say in your own voice, and, um, you know, that's just one possibility. Mm -hmm. There's, I think it's great to keep notes, but like Dave says, he only sends notes to the client about once a month so I think there's all kinds of you know figuring out what works for you figuring out what works for the client um you might not have to send them notes at all if they don't really care about getting notes what do you do with taking notes I don't send notes unless we're working on something specific and I'm
3: getting down their ideas and then I type that up I can't type while I'm listening because I don't type well enough to In spite of all that typing in high school.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, that's something that has all kinds of possibilities. There's not, like, a right way to do it. It's whatever works for you and and works for the client. And for me, the thought behind it was that if I'm taking notes, then you don't have to, you can just be, like, generating ideas and you don't have to be worrying about writing them down. Mm -hmm. Although, sometimes people want to write their own, too, even though they're going to get... That's for me. So whatever works. I think the notes are helpful to
3: keep um, because sometimes you get a client that comes back and you don't you want to look at what you had before.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: but I would love to be able to do it the way Laura does. That would make so much difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the same thing sort of goes with homework. You know, some people like the idea that their coach is going to give them some sort of assignment when they leave. Um, and some coaches do that a lot. And I was thinking about that the other day when I was um, talking to somebody about homework. And I was like, I don't really give homework. And then I was like, but I do ask you what your intention is. Right. And so it's sort of prompting you to say, what's the homework that you're giving to yourself? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I don't think most coaches say, I want you to do this, and it's totally outside of you know, the mm-hmm. client's, what they came for, desires, or whatever. I mean, I think you always want to have kind of the buy-in of the client. Like, you know, this is something... And, I, and my coach has said to me a couple times, you know, I hear you kind of talking about this, would you could you know, what do you think about like trying to keep track of this between I oh, we talk to her over two weeks, you know, now the next time we talk. And then I can of course say no, but most of the time I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really great idea. I'll like, you know, keep track of how much I'm doing that and then we can talk about it next time.
2: So she's suggesting something and then I get to say yes or no. Well I think Dave said in there and I like what he said about it's not it's an order you've given but it's something you created together for the to work on. And yeah. sort of like you're saying with the intention,
1: maybe yeah. asking
2: the question of, you know, what would you like to do between now and the next time we meet to start getting going on this? What kind of things do you feel ready to commit to? And then they're coming up with the assignment. Yeah. Um, but I also like the idea that, like you're saying with your coach, that we do have resources that our clients don't have. And so with this woman, this one client I have, you know, she's talking a lot about work stuff and I recommended a couple books that were really helpful for me. And I said, So I'm not ordering you to do it, do it if you want, but these are really helpful. And if are interested and they look good to you, then I suggest community yeah. to moderate. Yeah.
0: And if you get someone who's coming with sort of safe, easy to do intentions or, you know, promises for the you might wanna push them just a little and push them to raise the bar just a little bit. That was one of the Mm-hmm. Smartest things that a mentor coach ever said to me, mm-hmm. and again, they can say no. That's way too overwhelming. That's way too much, and you know, then you can honor that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's what people need, I and mean, that's kind of what they're coming to you for: is to give them a little bit nudge, a bit of a nudge to be a little to reach a little bit further than they might on their own. Mm-hmm. So that's just a possibility. It's good. Kind of like yeah. Um. It's really great to get some feedback about how you're doing, and this is something that that we do in one-to-one, is that, you know, at a certain level, there's an actual formal sort of, you know, please tell me how I'm doing. Um, And then, of course, at the end of the relationship, you would really like to have some. But if you have a long-term relationship, it's good that every three months or four months or whatever to just sort of check in.
3: Well, yeah, that's been the most helpful thing I've done to sometimes muster up the courage sometimes Mm -hmm. to say what's worked well and what hasn't. I had a client that really didn't know how to use coaching much. And um, she started talking about what was helpful and what wasn't. And I had felt the very same thing, but we hadn't said it. Mm -hmm. And so it helped us redirect how we were going to do our coaching. The other thing is if there's certain things they don't like, you'll say,
1: well, I'm not going to do that anymore this well." Here's what I think I need to do, and this is something that I think I work on in life, is creating safe spaces for people to be able to really give that honest feedback. Yeah, yeah. And I find myself not always doing it either, like feeling like, oh, you know, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or do whatever. I mean... I felt like there was a time when we had a coaching session where I was good about being like, what did I want this right now? You know, that was like, (laughs) not not necessarily, um, it was where I was on the chain. Yeah, that was Um, fun. Chain. Yeah. (laughs) But like to create an opportunity, and I don't want people to get stuck in like a critical thinking place, but to say, this works You know, this doesn't and is there a way to just really be able to receive that to be open and to allow them to know you're not gonna take it personally? Yeah. And that it's really about and to allow myself, like in the as we move forward to say if there's a time like, you know, just this is what I want or this,
0: you know, this isn't. And I I mean I tell people that up front and then, you know, we're all such nice southern ladies. That we, forget. we forget, and so it's good to bring it up again, and then and just to keep saying, you know what, this is your session, and if it's not working for you, then that's a problem, because mm-hmm. I want you to have what you want, and um, and to just tell them, you know, I'm not going to take it personally, and if I do, then it's my problem, mm-hmm. but for the most part, when you're coming from that commitment for them to have. You know, and everybody's a little bit different. Like the whole thing about learners. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. Some people, you know, kinesthetic, whatever. And it's not like any one of those is right or wrong. But if your things are happening in a certain way and it's not the one that works for you, then I want to know about it so that we can do it in the way that works for you. Mm -hmm. And that to me has been... And I haven't had a ton of that. But again, you know, little bits here and there. And it it really hasn't... um, been hard to hear because I'm thinking at it from that like they're not criticizing me they're just saying
2: more of what they need mm-hmm. and I do have what they need so mm-hmm. the other thing I've done with clients as a counselor that I find really helpful and it's a little bit more of a counseling thing, but I think it could work for coaching like if they're talking about you know like they say God, my father just I feel so dismissed by my father and I always feel like he's not listening to me I'll stop and say you know what I just want to check in right now and see if there's ever been a time that I've made you feel And I want to just encourage you, if if I ever do, I want to, this is the opportunity to tell me, because let's correct that feeling and give you a different experience. And so then it becomes, again, it's not about me, it's about your experience with me. And so how can I help you create, um, we call it um, a corrective, the corrective corrective recapitulation of the family of origin, but you don't have to say that. But how do I create a corrective experience for you where you can have something different you experience yourself differently in the presence of another person who's an authority figure. So, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, really I like that. That's worked really well for me. And typically, to say, No, no, you've never done that. But I'm like, But I put it out there. So good. Yeah,
0: well, and then they feel like you're really hearing them, that you understand what they've been dealing with. And yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a cool technique. Yeah, very good.
2: Well, We're we are, brilliant.
0: Look at us. We are brilliant. We are. And we are right at 1130, so any last words before we
2: let Cindy get on to her next thing? Yes. Glad you here. Thank you. Well, thanks for making this accommodation. Um, sure. Today's a silly, busy day.